Hi, I'm Debbie Lucci from the Deborah Lucci team from William Ravis Realtors, and I'm here today with Matt Witte from the Matt Witte team. Uh, we work together at William Ravis in Andover, Massachusetts. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on regarding um, some of the news that's been going on and uh, buyer's agency and the importance of it and things like that. So that's the discussion we're going to talk about today. So, Matt, I sent you and we listened to uh, what was on Good Morning America and what was said about some of the lawsuits that are kind of going on uh, and uh, regarding the, the, what the feelings are about buyer's agency and sellers paying commissions and things like that. And I have to be honest with you, I was really kind of slighted by what I heard on Good Morning America um, I've been doing this job for 25 years. I feel a great importance in representing buyers and sellers. Um, I'm just going to say this. I, I, you know, it's more than a lawyer writing up a contract for a buyer. Not that I don't think a lawyer is capable of writing a contract. I do. But I feel it's much more involved in something like that. And I think if that you were paying a lawyer for the entire job that we do, you would be paying a lot more by the time you finished with the entire commission. So, and that commission also is not split between two people, uh, the buyer's agent and the seller's agents. It's also split between their companies. So I think that was a little bit of a misrepresentation. Um, you and I also do a great deal of training with new agents. And if you really thought, think about it, if a buyer was to come up and put an offer in, it would be like almost a person that you were training, representing themselves coming into that transaction. And I can't, we go into training for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we still can't hit everything that we want to talk about. I can't imagine a first time buyer coming into a transaction and writing up an offer with an attorney and actually feeling that this is the right thing to do. I, it, it just, it, it, it floors me. Um, what are your thoughts on it? What, what, yeah, what I, think the, I think the whole thing is a little bit frightening. Um, I think sellers might initially celebrate and say, oh, I, I have this option where um, I don't have to pay the buyer agent. Well, well, the reality is you always have that option. You can sell your own house. You can pay a commission to the buyer agent if you want to. You don't have to. Um, nobody ever said you have to do this and you have to do that. Um, without naming brokerages, not all commissions have been the same. Right. Not all um, plumbers charge the same. Not all uh, dentists charge. It's not, a, it's not fixed. It's not. Um, and you have the right to negotiate and agents do as well. They may say, um, you know, no, that, that percentage doesn't work for me. Um, so it's, it's always been there. Um, I think the media just likes to glorify things, you know, and, and sensationalize them from time to time. And, uh, the person on good morning America, as you know, how I feel about that person, my guess is they're hiring an agent. My guess is they are going to pay buyer agent commission because they want to be well protected. Um, and it is, if you've ever bought a property and, and Debbie or I handed you a packet of papers and said, here's everything you need. Go in. Uh, we want you to negotiate on your own. 
We're not home inspectors, but we can go into a house and say, that looks like termite damage. You might want to get that looked at, you know, um, that foundation has horizontal cracking around all sides. You might want to get a foundation expert in. If you walk in with no representation and you ask the listing agent, hey, should I waive the inspection? They don't care at all. They will probably say, you know, it's your choice. You know, Bring go it. for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You'll have a better chance if you waive it, they might say, you know. Right. They represent the seller. Exactly. So, you know, I think one of the other things that bothered me, what she said is we all have the same information. You know, it, 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 it it's our job is a lot more than Zillow. You know, it, it, it really, really is. And I think that I was kind of slighted by that too. No, we don't all have all the information. You no. know, this, no, this, it's not even close. I mean, uh, uh, you know, this is, I mean, think about it. So you have another full-time job. Let's say, like, let's say you're a newscaster. Okay. And you have another full-time job. How much time do you really have to investigate and look at every piece of property that you might want to buy? I mean, like when we're buyer's agents, we go back after expired listings. We go after, you know, other agents that we've had relationships with. We There's, there's sites that we go after that agents uh, are invited to, you know, we can go after neighborhoods. I mean, if you're getting paid by the, uh, you know, by your employer, and then you're sitting there doing all this work to try to get you or your child or whoever a house, I don't think I'd be employing you too much longer. I mean, it's, it's a full-time job. It's, you know, and it's a free country. Anybody can be a realtor if they want to, but they better be ready to work seven days a week if they're going to be successful at it. So, you know, it's, we're more than door openers. We're more than somebody that just writes up an offer and leaves the transaction. I mean, there's a lot of negotiations going on. It's very emotional for people. Um, we know information that people, like when she said, you know, everybody's got access to the information. They really don't because this is not their full-time job. This is what we do full-time. So she's yeah. discounting what we do. And I, I have to be honest with you, I was, I was offended by it because I've been doing this for 25 years. And I think you and I are very good at our jobs and I think we, you know, we, we represent our clients well, and it was just discounted by what she said. And, you know, so think about it. If um, the buyer pays for the house, so the, you can argue it both ways. The seller is paying the commission, but the buyer is paying for the house. So actually the buyer might be paying for the commission. So this doesn't feel that way, but that's the reality of what's happening. Right. That, that's it. So, so what do you want to do now as a seller? You, you don't want to pay a buyer's agent. Um, you want to have a buyer come up to your agent and not be represented. And where do you think that might land you? How smooth is that transaction going to be? And yeah. it's not that the buyer is going to be given more choices. When she said the buyer is going to be given more choices, the buyer has all these choices now. They can do anything they want. They don't have to hire a buyer's agent, no. you know, right. They can no. walk in and, and have dual agency and have that uh, listing agent represent them. Yeah. You know? And we, we know dual agency when the, the agent tries to act as an arbitrator and there's two sides, a seller and a buyer, that's the number one lawsuit in real estate. It's probably one of the worst things you can do. You know, um, you got to be extremely unbiased to be able to do that. 
You do, and you have to keep it about the property. And sometimes, you know, and this has happened to me in the past, okay, where I was a dual agent, and the seller, um, what what the radon the radon reading came back. I represented both the seller and the buyer, and the radon reading came back high. And then what happened is the seller wanted to do another test, and the property was vacant. So all of a sudden, the second test came back really low. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like that. Okay. Now, I know I'm a dual agent and I represent both parties, but I'm not going to lie for people. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, why don't we just take care of this and I'll pay for the third test. And it's going to be a machine. And if anybody opens that door, it's going to register. And then let's see what the result comes out of it. Sure enough, it came back high. Now, you get it. And that's just radon. I can't even imagine all the other things that we go through. We negotiate through so many different parts of this transaction. I mean, there's a whole offer strategy that you and I have when we're representing these buyers. I mean, we're calling that listing agent, getting information that could be in that buyer's favor. That's what our job is to represent that client. So so now you're going to have, you're going to have the buyer pay for the house and then the buyer pay for the um, buyer's agency commission too. Right. It's crazy. And think about this is, is sometimes we're up against five all the way up to 35 offers. Yeah. So let's say there's 15 offers and three of those 15 do not have an agent. They're just filling out the paperwork, maybe a little attorney help. And they're up against 12 clean, perfect, well-written, executed offers, ready to go. It, it just, it spoils it right away. I mean, forget about even getting into contract. You won't even get there. I mean, it's. Yeah, exactly. You know, isn't that worth something? I mean, when, when this newscaster goes to work, does she get paid? Yeah, she gets yeah. paid. We get paid as well. And, and we're worth what we do. So I was, I was a little offended by that. You know, it's like saying, Debbie, that you and I can take a microphone and be a newscaster because we could read off a teleprompter, which would be completely ludicrous because there is some training, I'm sure communications and this and that and timing and how to look at the camera and how to uh, interview with another person. There's probably a real skill to it, but we wouldn't naively say, oh, you're overpaid because you're on TV. You know, we should probably minimize that somehow. You know, we don't know. We don't know that profession. Right. And to say that the buyer would have more options, I think the buyer would actually have less options because if they're going to if, if they're representing themselves, they don't know half the avenues to go after to find a home like we do. And if, if if I mean, why would you do a job for, you know, like if you're an agent, why would you do a job? And, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get paid. You'll work for six months to a year to get this buyer a house, whatever they need. You know, you're going to go with a client that's going to pay you. That has to be worth something to somebody, you know, and you're not going to just sit there and wait for something to show up on the multiple listing service. You're going to do homework. You're going to work hard for that agent, for that buyer. And that's why I think I think she's wrong. I think the buyer will have less choices if if this goes away like that. They need somebody working for them, representing them, and it will get them the house quicker. It will get them the house at a better price. It And it will even, you know, you think about, like you were talking about home inspection issues and things like that. And again, we're not home inspectors. 
but we've seen a lot of stuff to know, you know, maybe, maybe we should stay away from that over there or something like that. I mean, you were talking about this foundation issue or the lack of a foundation issue this morning when we were yes. chatting on the phone. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So this um, happened out in Salem, Mass. And I had um, a great uh, young couple uh, that was buying the property and, and there was a big addition on the back end of the house. And the inspector takes this big screwdriver and he's trying to hit the foundation wall. He can't see the foundation wall because all the vinyl siding goes to the ground and then a little bit into the ground, like six, 10 inches in. And a very good home inspector, he says, Matt, I, I can't hit a foundation. I said, well, obviously it's sitting on something. So we get into the basement. And if you can imagine, you know, a rectangular uh, foundation wall, that's what we typically see. So six feet in inside the uh, basement towards the center is where the drywall is. So the drywall is not up against what would be the foundation wall. So we want to cut into this to try to see what it is. And eventually we dig out the fact that this is on footings. It's a major structure. It's a two-story structure. Um, the inspector basically saved the deal because we got out of it. We got the $1,000 back. Unfortunately, someone else bought that property and then uh, had some major, major structural issues that, that surfaced just two years later. So we talked about imagine a buyer going in and, and maybe waiving the home inspection per the other agent's you know, recommendation, fair or unfair, and then they have a catastrophic issue to deal with. Right. That'll cost them a lot more than any commission they could be thinking about paying. You know, and so we're connected with good home inspectors. We can give uh, the buyer a number of, if they rep, if they hire us as, as um, a buyer's agent, we can recommend good home inspectors to them, uh, you know, a number. Now, the other thing is, what if you end up with a mortgage broker from hell? I mean, so recently, one of my team members, and don't even ask me why in this market that a mortgage broker would, you know, almost try to sabotage the deal. Uh, she was on the listing end, and the buy the buyer's um, mortgage broker was disgusting to the point that the buyer's agent was even embarrassed. So, so think about that. You know, you've you've got. Um, and a mortgage broker trying to sabotage the deal as a buyer's agent, if you're seasoned, I mean, and, and we talk about this a lot on, on my team too, you know, mortgage brokers that are going to be educated enough to get this deal done. So this is, it's, it's, it's important. You don't want a mortgage broker that doesn't know what they're doing. And if you have a buyer, they don't know the difference in these mortgage brokers. And we're seasoned enough to know that. So, I mean, these these are values that are brought to this table that a lot of other people is, may not know. And, you know, I understand, lawyers are very equipped. I get that. We need them as far as, you know, with help with fi especially fine-tuned problems. But they're not going to sit there and show a buyer the property. They're not going to know everything outside of what's on the MLS that could possibly be something that they're interested in. They don't deal with a bunch of home inspectors all the time to know which ones are the, you know, decent home inspectors that are, that are going to be good. They don't know all the appraisals. I mean, half the time the appraisers ask us for our opinion on what the house, you know, like if I've had appraisers call me as probably appraisers have called you, you know, Debbie, I'm doing this appraisal on, you know, this situation over here, you know, 
what do you think you sold this house here? What was this comp on that? What do you feel about that? You know, a lawyer's not going to answer all that. You know, a mortgage broker, yeah, they probably know some mortgage brokers, but more than likely, they probably know more about the mortgage brokers from hell because they're asked to deal deal with that if it gets really bad. I mean, we know the guys and the women that are going to get us, that are good mortgage brokers that are going to help the client to the best they can. And if the client's not going to make it, they'll tell them that from the very beginning. So, you know, let's say you get a buyer and they go with a mortgage broker who doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He mm. could be going all the way to the commitment date. And then all of a sudden he's backing out. And where, where is that seller? Okay. Right. Because they're, they're not, they're not equipped. So, you know, I'm just going to say, I, I felt very insulted by good morning America and what they said about, you know, this with realtors and that everybody has the same information and that, you know, it's better for the buyers have no more options. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. I'm just going to say that, you know, I've been doing this 25 years. I think that she's totally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would agree with, definitely agree with that. And think about this. If you're, you're buying, let's say a, a $750,000 house. Okay. The biggest purchase of your entire life. And that's the point where you're going to say, you know what? I usually deal with experts on a lot of things, but I'm going to bypass this. I'm going to save whatever, 16, 17, 15, whatever the 15,000, whatever it is, you know, and, and I'm going to save that money in order to overpay for the house, probably not understand the inspection, not understand what lead paint law is, have no idea how to deal with the listing agent. Um, their job is to make you overpay. That's what their job is. Our job as a buyer agent is to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, it is a, a catastrophic decision. And I, I said this to you off air before. It, it would be like going into court and saying, I am representing myself, whether it's a big, you know, a, a big capital case of some sort or something minor. Um, you, you would never, unless you had, you know, no funds to do it, you use the state, you'd even use the state attorney, right? Of course. But you would never say, you know what? I can do this. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and the average agent, like not an average, sorry, the median salary for an agent across the country, people need to know this. It's $55,000 a year. First year teachers in Massachusetts are making $55,000 a year. And I'm not saying that's what I make or what Debbie makes, but if you line us all up, you have to understand that it's not, um, oh, I get X percent and I keep it all and I don't pay taxes and I have no overhead and I don't have payroll. It's not like that. So you've got to really look at, okay, the percent goes out. That is not what we take home. It is not like that. No. And, you know, it's think about it, too. I mean, William Ravis didn't just show up yesterday. How long has he been out there? to establish this company that they were with and things like that. I mean, he's been here doing this a long time. They have to take into this consider in consideration the company's knowledge. I mean, the agent's knowledge, you know, I try very hard to teach, you know, teach my team members. And I think that this, you do the same thing. This is not, you know, a company where we just, you know, throw, you know, hire agents and, you know, see who sticks. And we're investing a great deal of time into them. And really think about it, too. If you're a seller and you're not going to pay out a buyer's agency commission, how often is your house going to get shown? Right. We talk about, I mean, it, it, it's just, she's talking yeah. 
steering and, 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 and things like that. I mean, you know, you, you want your house to get shown. And if, if a, if a buyer is turning around, they're like, okay, you know, I like this house, but I don't have to pay the buyer's agency commission on it. And the other one I do, they're going to take that into consideration too. You know, definitely. And, and I know from experience talking to Debbie before is that there was a house that was listed for sale by owner and there was um, a buyer agency commission that was definitely under the typical value that you might see across the Merrimack Valley. Now it does range a little bit here and there, but it was well below that. And someone on my team showed that property, someone on her team showed that property. So we are 100% committed to our buyer, you know, like, cause they talk about steering and this and that. And unfortunately agents, nobody on this podcast, but agents may be inclined to steer away from properties that are offering zero or a dollar, if you want to call it what it would have been, you know, more recently. Um, we would obviously bring our clients there. We represent our clients, um, so on and so forth. But we can't control everyone. And that's the reality of the situation. Right. And think about that for sale by owner, if they actually put their house on the market and, and, and actually had it marketed and had a strategy and had something behind it, what they could have gotten instead of what they, right. Yeah, that one was horrific. What we discussed, horrifically underpriced. Mm -hmm. And they left maybe $100,000, $150,000 on the table, literally. Like it was kind of like the talk of the office. And again, we're not, we're not making fun of anyone. We're just saying, this is what we think the value of the house is, you right. know? Um, and that was a mistake. Right. I mean, I think what it is, Matt, we bring value to the table. We do this. We've been doing this a long, long time. You know, um, we're not part-time agents. We're out there full-time all the time. And, you know, I mean, we've worked, I mean, I've worked, my family so was so sick of my cell phone. It was disgusting. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, being an inconvenience. I mean, I'd be at my mother's 80th birthday party and that phone would be like, you know, they, they couldn't even stand it anymore, but yeah. that's part of the job, that's what you do. So I don't think it should be discounted as far as what we do. I think we have a lot of knowledge. We bring, we work very, very hard and we bring a lot to the table. And I think it's doing buyers a disservice by not be rep, being represented. It's true. And you made a good point about communication. Cause I know you're a very, very good communicator. Um, just in general, you know, when I, when I, when I call or text you, I'll, you know, I'll either get like, oh, I'm busy now, I'll call you later. And I'm certain that just goes right to the client as well. It's the same thing. I, I tell my client, if I don't text you back, I'm either dead or I am driving. Those are the only two things that are happening, <laughs> you know, and it's, it can be simple, right? Like, Hey, I'll get right back to you. I don't have an answer yet. Right. Yeah. That's it. All, all they just want to be acknowledged. That's all. Acknowledged. Now imagine a buyer, no representation starts Googling lead paint law because they don't understand what's going on. You know? And why would they? That it's not their field. Right. Exactly. And 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 some you just think about it too. I mean, even like how many times do you go into a seller and you're talking to them and they're asking you questions and you're trying to represent them as well and disclose properly with what's going on with the house. I mean, th think about if there was no real estate agents representing clients at all. I mean, the mayhem that would be caused back and forth and the lawsuits that would be caused back and forth. I mean, one of the big things that we're, we, you know, that's on our radar is square footage. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, 
you really have to go digging for the right square footage. You can't always assume that the listing agent's got the right square footage out there. You've got a young buyer that's out there. They can't, they don't check into any of this stuff. Right. right. And it could be a huge deal. Imagine, imagine in Boston, because they do a lot of price per square foot in the, in these, in these big, uh, you know, condominiums. And if you're off 200 square feet, you might say, oh, it's nothing. It's everything. Yeah. And, and even out in the Merrimack Valley, it's a room. You're missing a room. It's a huge deal. Yeah. In the seaport, it's $2,000 a square foot. Right. In the North End, it's probably about, you know, 1,200, 1,300 square foot. So it matters. It does you know? matter. Right. Yeah. Because you might say, oh, I, I, I'm fine with it, this or that, but you're, you could potentially be overpaying. And mm -hmm. there's nothing sadder listing a property for a seller and having them say, I didn't know the square footage was wrong. I bought it this way. Right. And it happens. You know, right. It it's, does. We've, I, seen it. We've talked about it earlier. It does happen. Yeah, it's happening more now than I think it's ever happened. I think the towns really got to clamp down on, you know, where the information they're getting. You know, I, I know they've got some glitch in some programs right now where it won't even disclose the finished area. You can't even see it. You, you know, you've got to try many different sources. And if the information is wrong in the multiple listing service, you're going to say to the listing agent, all right, where did you get that? I have to understand where you got that. And, you know, now what I'm hearing a lot about is like, they'll say, well, the photographer mentioned, uh, measured it. Well, you know, do you have the breakdown of that? Well, no, he doesn't want to be liable for it. Of course right. not. Right. You know, why, so you, why would that, right? Right, exactly. So you've got a buyer and, and you have to make make them understand this is what I'm getting from square for square footage where, and you have to understand this when you're buying this property. So yeah. what we're going to do, we're going to do now is I, I'm, um, I'm going to have my agents put every field card or every source they can get a measurement from and put it up on dot loop. So when that buyer now sells that property, they have proof of where they got that square footage from. And that's just yeah. one instance. That's just one little thing right. that we deal with. Never mind all the other stuff that we deal with. Yeah. There's a bunch of those things. We talked about New Hampshire where the uh, septic inspection is optional. It's different than Massachusetts. So imagine yeah. you just buy a house in New Hampshire, you don't do a septic inspection, septic system fails, you're out forty to fifty thousand dollars. Forget about paying a buyer agent. Right. You know, just like that. And you can't live there. I mean, you can't do anything. You have to get it fixed. Right. So Matt, we could go on and on about this. But so Matt, <laughs> maybe I'm not gonna be a newscaster, so maybe she shouldn't tell us how to do our job. Yes, we'll do we'll do that. A ten jobs that we'll list that we should never be allowed to do. We'll start with surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie, how can people reach you? Uh, my phone number is 978-771-9909 and my website's wherehomesgetsold.com. Okay, I'm at 978-273-0099 and I'm at wittysellshomes.com. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.